Hey ho everybody and welcome to another episode of Finito, the Myth the Movie podcast where we look at myths and legends from around the world and how it influences the media that you know and love. I am your host Henry Finnegan putting the fin in Finito and each week I am joined by the insane, not lame, Amy. Hi, I'm Amy. I talk like a radio host from America. That's what you sound like today. Uh, do I hear? Really? Yeah, uh, I always po- sound happy for some reason. Well, podcast is kind of like... Even radio. though it's I'm dying new- inside. It's the new radio, baby. It's the new radio. That's what I said 10 years ago. It's not live, know. though. Sometimes it's live. What? Podcasts? Mm-hmm. You can have live podcasts. Can you? Yeah. Maybe yeah, we should do a live podcast. No, it's too raw. It's too... Uh, too raw. Well, this is mostly unedited. <laughs> yeah. Mostly. <laughs> mostly. Mostly. So we're mostly. here, um, episode 21. Cool. Oh, yeah, it is 21. 21. Yeah. No, it's 22. 21. 21. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so here we are, 21. Now, we've, we've been looking at more sort of more contemporary myths. Contemporary? More urban myths. So this week, we're going to be looking at Pokemon, no. <laughs> you heard it here. Yes. The craze that hit the world. Is Pokemon really about it? No, it's not Pokemon. Pikachu! But it is something to do with art and um, and drawings and stuff. It is the haunted painting. Mm, like that bloke. Dun, dun, dun. That bloke. What? Don't, don't, not bloke. Don't, don't spoil it yet. Oh, okay. sorry. So, because we're doing, doing contemporary myths... Oh, yeah. There's actual evidence of. What do you mean? There's actual evidence. So when we talk about Greek mythology and sort of other stuff, there's no actual evidence other than the story that that thing existed, or the person existed, or whatever. It's just story. What, because it was a long time. Yeah, ago. it's just like there's a guy called Hercules. Okay, we well, got the proof. I carved them on the wall that over here. Sometimes what turns a story into a myth. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but an urban just, myth yeah. is usually based on a nugget of truth that's then kind of that's why exaggerated. Yeah. No, 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 no. But then there's that thing, the thing it was based off, the thing it grew from. Like the car, like we did Killer in the Backseat last week. That was based off a real murder, wasn't it? So that means that real murder existed. And we can find that real murder and we can trace it down. I can't find where Hercules is buried because... I know. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So, but this this one, uh, this week, we're going to be doing it slightly different. So haunted paintings. There are... Tons of haunted paintings in the and world. No, you can't go up to one and say, "Excuse me, are you a bit haunted?" Or oh, can you? Dun dun dun. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's tons of oh, haunted yes paintings. Oh yes, I am. There's tons Sorry. of haunted paintings, but we've decided. Well, I've decided <laughs> this week <laughs> to um, look at certain certain few myths surrounding the haunted paintings. Go on then. Which, what are you talking about? So there's t- tons of them. So the first one, uh, which I remember. Um, Interacting, interacting with, like coming across the story when I was a child, was the crying boy. Ooh. Now, have you ever heard of the the myth of the crying boy? No, um, vaguely. So, there's an artist called uh, Bruno um, Armarillo. Ooh, that's a good name. Yeah, and he actually um, used to paint under a, a, a pseudonym, a pen name, or whatever. Is he Italian? And he's, uh, uh, he painted under the name of Giovanni uh, Bragolin. Well, that's yeah. good, no? Yeah, and at the second, at the end of the Second World War, uh, he painted a bunch of paintings of little boys and little children crying. Oh God, is this because of the war and everything? Yeah, yeah, it's, and and Jeepers. so basically, it was supposed to be Italian orphans crying. So Aww. it was uh, based there, but uh, over time, 
the, the mass-produced prints became so popular, particularly in England. So if you're if you've uh, a child of the eighties, you may have gone round to your grandmother's house or your aunt's house and seen one of these paintings on the wall. They're that like popular. They were like pubs, uh, houses, restaurants had at least one of these versions oh, of, what of do you crying mean? boys. What's, what's crying dudes like? Crying children on the wall. Well, everyone had paintings of they crying were, people. They were that. It was like super popular. My nan had just pictures of cats and things. Yeah, she probably had a crying boy as well. So be, they became so popular, um, uh, and then then the eighties happened, and the the terrible terrible tabloid, um, the Sun newspaper, um, started reporting on loads of house fires that started happening. Are you uh, going to trust uh, over the, the Sun? As yes, source. exactly. Yes, this is going. This, this is going back going to the going in a good direction. <laughs> anyway, apparently at each of these locations, a crying boy print uh, or a, a picture could be found, mm-hmm. and bizarrely. At each location, that painting was untouched by the flame. Really? Dun, dun, dun. But was so it an original else... or was it a print? Is it a print? I, th- I think it was. Oh. What was that weird card? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the ice cube in my <laughs> drink. Kind of, yeah. Or is it the crying boy? Stop it. Anyway, so, so at each, at each house, the they, yeah, even the frame wasn't touched by it and stuff. Hang on, but was it a different frame in each house then? Yeah, so that's why it's... So the, dun, dun, the dun, painting dun. was like, I'm, I'm not going to get so burned. So in one, in one case, the oh no, so apparently some of, some of the frames burnt. But in one case, uh, a firefighter found a print still in its frame, face down on the floor, completely untouched by the fire. You know, it, it wasn't burnt. So people started... Buying into the story that so what what story. is it? So they they got psychics and kind mm-hmm. of other uh, paranormal experts, and they decided they were these psychics they, employed by the sun. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, so they said that the the paintings on the prints were haunted by the orphans that the artist has painted. Their misery and despair continuing to haunt paintings, even when they're like printed long after their death. So it's a bit like. Um, what that's, what's that film with the videotape? Oh, I'll just say that sound again. That was really good. You know, like um, oh, what is it? Is it the ring with the fo- with the videotape? Yeah. So every time they copy it, it's like yeah, if you copy it onto something, that bit's haunted. Or like uh, the hauntedness carries on. Uh, Native Americans wouldn't let the uh, people take photographs of them because they believed every time you took a photograph, oh. it took a piece of your soul. Oh, you're in trouble then. <laughs> that's what you don't have in a soul. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that's because it's uh, I'm using those pictures as like a Horcrux. And oh I'm, my God. I'm separate, separating my soul. Well, you've got like millions and millions yeah. of pictures. You can't destroy all the photographs. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Harry Potter. <laughs> Try tracking down five million photographs. That's what I don't understand about Harry Potter. Like, didn't he realise like one of his piece of his soul was in Harry Potter? Like, how come he didn't realise that? Spoiler. Yeah, Why didn't you realise that? It's an age-old thing. It was like the villain. Why does the idiot. villain always have an idiot as it's a sidekick? Come here. Yeah, but apart from that, he was quite clever. But Was he? He was hiding on the back of someone's he head was, for ages. He was quite... <laughs> <laughs> I think it, the word is desperate, wasn't it? But he anyway, should have realised anyway, so, really. so, as I said, it was in 1985, apparently, uh, the newspaper started reporting on... I think it was Essex. Where Why was the, it in the 80s, though? Like... So these paintings have been around since the 50s, and then it was the 80s that they kind of jumped on it. So was there so, any, any stories before no, the so 80s? they started... No, no. So, they, they well, so it's just all in the so 80s. So then they um, 
they um, they started frequently finding these pictures, but because they were so popular, you were bound to to ha- find some of these paintings. <laughs> It's like, you know, you throw 10 darts at a board, you're bound to hit one. Yeah, kind of so thing. like 20 times out of, you know, 20, 19 times out of 20 of houses burning down with these pictures in. Mm-hmm. One house, maybe, you know, the pe- the painting was in a position where it didn't catch fire. Oh, it's haunted. That is literally yeah. the sun. But this is, this, is where, this is where the sun starts getting stupid. So... I think starts that was, getting stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, I think that was in uh, earlier in September they mentioned about the haunted paintings by november the mass hysteria of the uh, paintings grew that the sun newspaper organized a massive bonfire to oh, burn copies burn copies of of the painting by the way if no one knows what the sun newspaper is basically it's just a trash british newspaper yeah, it's a, it's a red label newspaper that's done Horrible, questionable things. Tabloid. No, but I mean, you know. Oh, they did that. All that was it. Then that did that scandal thingy with the, yeah, the phone, phone, call. phone t- tapping. You know, dead children's phone lines. Oh, and all that gorgeous! That. Yeah, horrendous that, that stuff. stuff. And it's a big trash newspaper. But um, trash, trash, mm. trash. Um, anyway, so they arranged this big bonfire and had this big kind of big thing around it. Anyway, and then uh, a couple of uh, a few years ago, there was a comedian, uh, Steve Punt. And uh, for BBC Four, he did a special kind of sh- show. Ooh, I think it was called Punt the Eye, and he tried to burn the, the painting itself, yeah. like a, a version of it. Well, like in front of you, in front of someone. Yeah, for, uh, on on live on BBC. Could it just on live? Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, they, they they found it. That's that following testings that the building researched. Yeah. The prints had been treated with varnish that had fire retardant on it. Oh yeah. And okay. the so. In most places, they found the paintings face down. So the string would burn first that was holding the painting because there were old frames with string on. Mm-hmm. The string would burn. The frames would fall face down, mm-hmm. protecting it from the fire. Mm-hmm. And it being fire retardant as well wouldn't burn. Oh, that explains the mystery then. So that's what Should they... Should we just turn off now? <laughs> but other people who who come forward since, obviously, the 80s and said that they've wept in front of the paintings, weird what? things of headaches and stuff like that. Crying for the paintings. They're not very nice paintings. They're very sad, and they would spark off an emotional thing inside of you. I don't know why you would want one of those. I have no on idea. The wall. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of art, and I'm a, a you know love sort of. I actually, I I, I suppose I think more I can of an appreciation of appreci- how it's painted, isn't it? Yeah, it, well, and also if it is about if, if it is if the originals were about the orphans and stuff like that, there's a reason why they're crying. It's not just I've got a picture of a crying kid for no reason. So it's got a story behind it. So I can, see, yeah, I can. I personally wouldn't have one on my wall, um, mm. but then not because of the myth, just because <laughs> I don't particularly want a. Well, would you if someone gifted you said I bought you the crying boy oh, painting? Oh, here would you go. Would, would you hang here it on you go. Return it. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't care if it's worth lots of money. They're just not particularly nice, are they? Really? I wouldn't put any value on it. Yeah, so it's, not, it's, it's not. It's nicely painted, and the person that's painted it has a lot of talent, and they've captured emotion in that painting which is amazing but I don't particularly like it so because loads of them got burnt down um, burnt in uh, bonfires and stuff like that if you can go, you go on eBay now you can find some and it's they're going for like silly prices to, to buy it and stuff and it comes with a warning saying this painting is cursed Dinner. and all that stuff so insure your house before you buy and all that stuff 
Hashtag, but obviously well. that was the age of the the eighties tabloids. Mm-hmm. To go on to the the haunted painting myth, we move closer uh, to now. Okay. Into internet hell. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so the birth of the internet forum on the internet created several urban myths. We talked about briefly Slenderman. Um, it was created online apparently, but we'll, we'll do an episode on that maybe. Um, What's the next painting myth? So this painting is called Oh Jesus! The hands, Jesus <laughs> the hands Christ. resist him. Why have you shown me that painting? Oh my God, I'm not going to sleep. Okay, so this one. Why have you shown me that? This one's called the hands. The hands Horrible. resist him by Bill Stone. The hands are what? The hands that the hands resist him by um, Bill no Stone. No one can say this because obviously it's just voices, but it's freaky. Yeah, so it's we'll... like a boy and a girl. A girl looks like a doll, and the boy has a massive forehead. But and they're standing in front of a door, and there's lots of hands behind the door. It's not very nice. It's it's slightly slightly. It is terrifying it's in itself. Not, it's horrid. It's horrid. So and a little bit of backstory on this one. So this this was a painting created by the artist Bill Stoneham in 1972, and as you just said, it's a young boy and a female doll. It's meant to be a doll. It, it looks like a doll. Standing in front of a glass like panel door, which have loads of hands sort of pressed against it. Now. They could be of a doll's hands and stuff that's oh, right. piled up in the it's shop, but it's kind of weird. Anyway, it's supposed to be based on the the artist himself at the age of five, and the doorway is supposed to represent the dividing line between the waking world and the world of fantasy. So, is the do- are the dolls coming alive? Yeah, have you done it in a really creepy way? Why yeah, and and that? the doll is supposed to be, uh, you know, the escort f- through it and stuff, and it's, it's not, you know he's guide into the world of fantasy and stuff. Um, it was first displayed at the Fine Garten Gallery in Beverly Hills, uh, California, uh, during the 70s. Uh, it was a one Stoneham show at the gallery and it was reviewed by the LA Times. And then during the show, the painting was purchased by the actor, uh, John, was it, John Marley. More money than sense. The actor John Marley, who uh, played Jack Waltz in the Godfather movie. Uh, he bought it, and then after his death, the painting was found on on the site of an old brewery. So, how did you get there? I don't know how true this. Did he train this, it for this, some beer? Uh, uh, true the story is, and then it was put up on eBay, as stated in the original eBay listing. Now, the painting then appeared. That was in I think February two thousand. So, according to the seller and the the couple as well that apparently found the painting, the painting carried some form of curse. Oh yeah. Uh, the eBay description um, said that it was cursed and haunted and included the claims that the characters in the painting moved during the night and they would sometimes leave the painting and enter the room which it was being displayed it also included in listings with a series of photographs that were said to be evidence of the incident of the female doll threatening where's the the photographs where's the evidence threatening threatening the uh, mysteriously couldn't find them oh yeah threatening (laughs) threatening this character with a gun but it looks like she's holding something, like yeah. it's breaking. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's slightly weird. Um, mm. Stopping him, causing him to attempt to leave the painting. Anyway, the disclaimer was with the listing uh, absolving the seller of any liability if you bought the painting. Okay. Yeah. So then, this is where the internet got into hand. So Did someone buy it. News listings went, you know, kind of went mad over the internet, and people put it on you know, creepy pasta and stuff like that on um, Reddit and all that stuff, or maybe slightly before Reddit. And they all, it wrote their own pages. Some people claim that simply viewing the photograph made them feel ill. Kind of how you felt when you first it's saw it. It's not very nice. I mean... Uh, and eventually the auction page was viewed over like 30,000 times. 
And then after somebody put an initial bid in of like $200 and the painting eventually received like 30 bids and it sold for $1,025. The buyer, which was Perception Gallery in Grand Rapids, Michigan, eventually contacted Bill Stoneham and told him about the story that had kind of grown on the internet about it. Well, the guy who painted it? The guy who painted it. They, okay. they contacted him and said, you know, there's this story around mm -hmm. what did uh, myth say? and stuff like this. And he reported to be quite, you know, shocked surprised. and surprised by it and uh, by all the stories and interpretations and stuff. And he said, uh, according to the artist, the, the object presumed to be the gun that appears in, in the doll's hand is actually like a, a dry cell battery in, and a tangle of oh, wires. Oh, yeah, yeah. As if, like, she can't move anymore. A little bit like the doll from Toy Story. You know, kind of yeah. Thing. And uh, he recalls that both the owner of the gallery in which the painting was first displayed and the art critic who first reviewed it died within one year of coming into contact with the painting. Uh, well, they both died. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Well, he didn't know when he painted it. And he's all like, oh, I'm surprised by this. Yeah, but isn't I painted he... this on, you know, on a whim. isn't he supposed to be the boy? Yeah, I suppose. So, a bit of a rubbish thing after. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a... Why did you show me the next one? No, but we, we haven't got on to the next one yet. So, uh, like eventually that. somebody commissioned Bill Stoneham to do a follow-up. A sequel to the to, to, to the painting. Why? Um, but it's not it's not that great. It's sort of him older, and then there's what, in a, the same doorway. No, it's like they're in an archway, and he's wearing like a weird duster jacket, you know, like a leather jacket and a yeah. cowboy hat, and he's tried to put too much thought into it, too much fantasy. Like if you if if you look at the painting, if you Google it or we'll put it up on our social media, but if you look at the hands resisting by Bill Sullivan, it feels like a nineteen sort of nineteen fifties style. Yeah, yeah, dressed boy in a wheel, and it's kind of got like a slightly real snapshot, but then slightly kind of something creepy about it. Mm -hmm. In the other one, it feels like a fantasy novel. Like, oh, okay. like it's just, mm -hmm. it's 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 it kind of lots of it, and it almost ruins the myth of like mm -hmm. how creepy this one is. And obviously, he doesn't kind of talk about it. But there's um, they're planning on doing films with it, uh, doing some films. But obviously, that's why we're here on the podcast talking about it. But <laughs> we'll, mm -hmm. we'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, so the, the the legend of the hands resist hasn't gone away. They're, they're planning on doing something, but I think it slightly went down with the sequels. But mm -hmm. so the last one is probably the, oh, the creepiest one that we're going to look at. Why did you have to show me and all again, these paintings when it's dark outside in the night before bedtime, and I'm going to have nightmares of people being freaky well we'll go on to the films afterwards won't we so that we can talk about it. why did you do this so this one's the worst you're one you're going to have to put these pictures and up for and, people to see and this one's in England oh jeez okay so this one oh jeez this is a man and yeah. he's burning himself <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for people who don't oh, know it's horrible. obviously can't see this this one's called the, the anguished oh, man oh I could tell he was anguished didn't yeah so that. it is it's <laughs> yeah so the origin of the anguished man it apparently still remains a mystery so the painting itself do you want to describe it it's a big orange man that's screaming. It, well, it looks like a man who's had his flesh burnt off. It's screaming. the colour of he's, a what's he's, it? He's got no nose and there's like a blue sky. Like it, like he'd been standing in an atomic kind of explosion. <gasps> oh my God, yeah. Oh, what makes it worse? Flesh burnt off and stuff. Oh, like in Terminator. Yeah, yeah. Before like you see the skeleton bit. Mm. Or oh, what's that film in Sunshine where that, that man's still <gasps> oh, in, in, the, yeah. oh, gosh. in the thing? Anyway, so apparently it still remains a mystery about this painting. Now, this 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 one I don't buy so much because of the mystery behind it. But okay. both it, the artist and the date it was creation are unknown. Wouldn't they know? However, 
It is said the artist used his own blood mixed with oil paint. And at the end of this work, he committed suicide. Oh, or, you know, he's suicided. He really? yeah. Well, some of the colours are like blood colours. And the, the, how it's te- yeah, the texture is. But listen to this, listen to this though. If we don't know who the artist was or when it was done, how do we know he used his own blood? Yeah, but you know, they can test paintings and they can test what yeah, it's made of. And anyway, so so this so apparently in somewhere in northern England there was a, there was a lady, and the grand there was a lady. <laughs> there, was, there was a lady. There was a lady there, there, in northern England. So there's the grandmother of the current owner of this painting, and the current owner is Sean Robinson. She she had this painting for over like thirty years, and she said that a friend of the family gave it to Mrs. Robinson, and she mm-hmm. she's the one that told them apparently about its. Uh, what does it do? It's. The, the blood and the, the paint that they so, and she said that immediately she understood that something was wrong the work of art and sometimes later Mrs. Robertson gave the painting to her grandson Sean who what? still has it in his possession I don't know what you'd give what it would you to. Um, so among the paranormal events that happen um, they say that at night the painting emits groans and screams and tears of fabric of the of the portrait and Sean um uh, Robinson, who owns it, actually uploads videos of the painting. He just points the camera at the painting, films it, leaves it, and then uploads the video, and then puts it puts puts it away again. And uh, is there any weird videos of it? So some people, yeah. There's, if you go on to Sean Robinson's YouTube, there's just loads of fo- footage of. But is there something weird? Well, he's kind of put like. Or was it just him in the background going, oh? Well, there's, there's, there's creaks and there's noise and stuff, but he's put like music on it, so you don't know what's oh, what? what's on there and you know, what's real. And some people have said it's a hoax just to sort of gain fame and fortune and stuff. Other people believe that, you know, the curse is real and all the macabre things have happened because of the, you know, the guy's soul. Or well, I guess like if someone was on the verge of, you know, committing suicide, this was their last sort of creation so this embodies what they were feeling inside it's quite upsetting the thing is the, the one with the, with this with the other paintings they were just two sort of normal ish looking paintings but looked creepy and there was something creepy about them this one almost like feels like it's trying too hard i mean do you know what i mean like it's no but if this is the embodiment of how someone's feeling if someone's on the verge of doing yeah, that, that's how it. they feel inside yeah like physically they'll probably look fine and but this is like this is how they could be feeling inside. It's horrible. So again, uh, the internet jumped on this, and then they started writing. Like, people started writing their own stories about it, and uh, yeah, about how the thing comes alive and stuff. And there's like tons of like creepypasta and all that stuff about it. You think about but it, Sean though. Robinson has quite an, uh, a strong uh, online presence. He actually goes around to anybody who talks about it and corrects them if they've got the wrong information. So oh. it, I don't know if you're <laughs> coming on this podcast, but. But he says, I think he's recently had a marriage breakdown and he said that isn't to do with the painting. But then he tried to film it when his son was there and his son got really ill and banged his head. Why would he put um, Why would he put it near his son if he knew that it's not And then so, so now he just locks it up and it's in storage and he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't want to do anything with it. No, so it's well, away in storage. But there are talks about this being turned into a film. I don't know who owns the rights because there's stories written about it that weren't the original story. Okay. And if he gets the rights to it or if he's a co-producer or anything like that. Mm. So, But that that's, again, it's about a true true story of a real existing painting. It's got some momentum online and kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's kind of got bigger than what it originally was. Mm-hmm. But again, if somebody gave you that painting, 
you probably wouldn't put it on your um uh, no <laughs> especially with the story behind it yeah. it's um i think it just belongs in like an art gallery or something you should just give it to like a gallery so it can be kept somewhere where yeah, but I think it's it. not in someone's house i think he's getting attention from it as well a bit. not necessarily not he said he said because i watched the video with one of his youtube videos hmm. and he was saying that he's kind of taken the burden on himself why? to keep it so nobody else suffers from it why so, don't you just destroy it then I don't. I, I think they, they can't destroy. That's just stupid. Anyway, if it's so, if it if it's making like your life more so difficult, it, just get a lighter. So 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 the there's there's many haunted paintings. It was three three prominent haunted paintings that we talked about from contemporary times. But you know, so I think people put so much em- so much emphasis on art and stuff. I'm, I'm not, not like an arty person like you. I do appreciate art. Like, I don't know, like, people get silly about stuff. Remember we went to that place and, like, it was an art gallery and there was a chair and it was a main piece and I was just like, well, I sit down. Oh, no, I can't because it's an actual art piece. Like a normal chair. And there was a story behind it. I sat on this chair before I did something significant. It's just like, what? (laughs) Did you know that the art piece itself was people wanting to sit on the chair (laughs) and not be able to sit? (laughs) Anyway, so... We've talked enough about the paintings. This is the part of the show where we go from myth to movie to movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, are you aware of the television show called The Twilight Zone? Yes. Yes. Everybody knows The Twilight Zone. Hopefully. But are you aware of Rod Sterling's (laughs) Night Gallery? (laughs) No. So, Rod, Rod Sterling was the guy, the voice at the the, the start of um, Twilight Zone. You know, picture this: oh, a no, man, yeah, okay. stuck in a corridor. Okay, so the 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 night gallery was a TV show. So we kind of um, not doing Miff the movie, <laughs> Miff the TV movie. Um, That's how things are. Turned. So it was a similar format to the Twilight Zone, but each week. Uh, it started and he'd be standing in like a small gallery space and there would be like several paintings around him mm-hmm. and then depending on what the tale was going to be that week mm-hmm. there was a painting that would kind of hint mm-hmm. at how the fate of one of them was going to the character of that story would end so but the twilight zone was sort of more science fiction you know aliens landing and kind of monsters in the woods and stuff these were sort of more dark and horrific kind of like you know people would die horrifically and stuff like that yeah but it's really weird because i i I mean not many people know about it it's it's really you know highly rated um i think each episode's about 50 minutes to an hour so then so is there a specific painting no so each episode is is, all about painting it's painting that's what's called the night gallery so So could there be like a painting of a sea and they'll be like tonight's story yeah refers to this painting behind me of a rough sea blah, 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 blah. So one of the particular something. episodes that I watched uh, while researching this show, it's like, this painting is of Jane screaming. Why is she it's, screaming? Well, stay. You'll stay find out. Stand. Yeah, it's kind of like that. And then you go into the story. And then at the end, the painting is slightly different. Because oh, it's okay. kind of like revealing the end of the thing. But is but it a really disjointed, like, you know, connection? No, no, it, no, no. It's, it's, it's pretty is good. It a good. It's pretty connection? good. I mean, this ran from 1969 to 1973. And I said, um, Rod, uh, Rod Sterling kind of posted and stuff. 
but it's uh, yeah, I think only fifty-two episodes. Mm. So, uh, but it's it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you're a fan of mm-hmm. horror and kind of the Twilight Zone and all that stuff. You don't hear and the name Rod anymore, do you? Hey, Rod. Like you know, it's all these weird names now. Rod and Todd. What's that from? The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, that's like ages ago. Heart Rod. Like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like you never hear, you never meet like an English Rod. Rodney. Never. Yeah, Rodney. Rodders. Rodders. Yeah, uh, well, certain names apparently because um, of the whole Karen thing now on the internet. You know. Oh like, yeah. Um, Such the, a Karen. The name Karen is dying out. Nobody wants to name their uh, child Karen. It's an all right name. I wouldn't personally choose it to be fair. But yeah, but it's like uh, imagine if like like Barry. Yeah, but imagine, <laughs> imagine if your name became like a, a slur, which that's basically what Karen's become. It's it's <laughs> like even if you're not like that person, it must be really uncomfortable to have like. Oh, you know what? Come. Who cares? Own your Just name, Karen. It, my Own name's it. Karen. Well, I don't really care what you think. And you know what? You've attached something onto it. It doesn't even apply to me. Again, society <laughs> tarnishing people with the same brush. Okay. So you've, got this, you've got the same name, so therefore you must be the same personality. It's putting people into, into groups. Yeah, right? because that's how we sort things out in our minds, which, you know, doesn't always work, does it really? Mm-hmm. This so, is why we should live in small little clans again. Like, you know, like <laughs> okay, small we'll, we'll Irish clans. We're going off on today. Well, so. Sorry, I just want to live Making in the Making my whiskey on the hill. Oh, yeah, I love that. Okay. With me pheasants. So we're moving on to a, a <gasps> film. My, one of my favourite films. Yeah, one, uh, so 19, <laughs> 1989. <laughs> Can you guess? What's that? Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ghostbusters. Two. Two. So what really annoying about this called, I hate how they call things two. Well, I, like I hate something the fact two or that in Ghostbusters three. two, they <laughs> have that symbol of the ghost coming out of the, the stop sign. The two. Stuff, and he's doing the two. Why would they do that in their world? Because it's not like... What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> well, they haven't gone away, have they? So <laughs> why would they do that? It's like... Uh, it's like I, I go on a, I go on an adventure and I go. It's time for adventure too. <laughs> but what about those other years that happened? It's just yeah. Side anyway, so note, we've been to the Ghostbusters place, haven't we? Yeah. So it's uh, ladder. Is it ladder in, in six New York. in New York? That's cool. And they've still got the sign there. It's still up there. Then they've got it. Then they've got yeah, like a thing on the floor as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. But they've got the Ghostbuster with yeah, the fingers up in the air, cool. up on the wall inside. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It looks it's identical to the. the well, they used well, it, but they, they added, like, stories It's not the top. rubbish remake terrible thing. Oh, but, that um, one, no. So, so this came out in 1989, and it was directed by Ivan Reitman, and it obviously starred uh, Dan Aykroyd, um, Bill, uh, Bill Murray, uh, Scorny Weaver, or pretty much everyone from the first cast. So, but this one, obviously, the reason we're talking about it, because it has the painting oh, of... Creepy Man. Oh, what's creepy his name? Man. Uh, Vigo. Vigo the Carpathian, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. his name. So and uh, the Blob. <laughs> <laughs> the Blob. Well, it's, was you it know a... the rivers of stuff that looks like the Blob. So uh, you know the film. Yeah. Is it called the Blob? What? You know that old film. Yeah, the, the blob. blob. And it burns you. It creeps and sweeps around the floor. The Blob. Was <laughs> it such a cheery song for something <laughs> horrible? <laughs> anyway, so so um, yeah, so uh, was it Winston in the film? You know, he calls the the painting one ugly dudes, doesn't he? In the film. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so this has He's like... He's no looker. 
Oh, I'm sorry. You aren't really. <laughs> <laughs> Take that back about Ernie. Um, so it's, it's it's an I don't know why I'm raising my hands. No one's going to see. But it's one oversized uh, sort of museum portrait that of a, of that, is, that is haunted by Vigo the Carpathian, isn't he? So, but he's able to hypnotize the the restorer, the art restorer, who's. I can't remember the character's name. Jansos Pohar. But he talks play- like but this. Yeah, it's played, but there's a thing about it. We're going to go into the oh. better voice. Um, but <laughs> his name's Peter McNichol. And he hypnotizes him and he assists him to kind of reanimating his body or whatever. But it's actually because he wants to steal the toddler of Dana, who's obviously Sigourney Weaver's character, and oh, use, use the baby as a, an earth, earthly vessel. So he can kind of come back and kind of take over New York. And stuff. I hate any films where they steal the kid and you're like, oh, throughout the whole film. It's well, horrible. the creepiest scene in this film is the bit where, what's his name? Peter McNichol uh, is like the nanny who's pushing the pram <gasps> yeah, in the air. It's that's like, dang, okay, yeah. dang, and the baby's on the ledge. And, yeah. Oh, the baby's like standing up yeah. on the ledge. The baby can't even walk. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, so. so the painting is actually it was actually an actor, obviously who's playing the Vigo character, and it was Vil- Wilhelm von Homburg. But he he actually did all the voice bits for it, talking to Figgy Bob. Mm-hmm. But then when you watch the film, it's actually the voice is Max von Sydow. Oh. You know the hello, I'm Max who died recently, didn't he? But he's actually like a yeah, really famous actor. But the guy Wilhelm von von Homburg didn't know his voice had been dubbed oh, no. until the premiere. Apparently, he threw the <gasps> pamphlet on the floor and stormed, stormed out. But it's the same as David Prowers, who played Darth Vader. Oh, he yeah. didn't know his voice had been changed. <laughs> what, because his voice was like, you're like Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it was this is why we it's, changed your voice. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing is, it's Why'd not actually... just tell him, though? Like, I think that's really rubbish they don't thing care. to do. They don't care about the little people. They're heartless. Like, if business. I was... It's a, movie business. Please get over it. <laughs> I would be totally different if I was this one of these people. I'd care. <laughs> anyway, the um, the painting in the film isn't actually a painting. It's just a picture of him. They set up a whole little stage to like all the skulls and stuff around his feet, oh, and then yeah, he yeah. stood in a costume, and then they had like a picture behind mm-hmm. it, and then they took a picture of it, and then they blew it up, mm-hmm. and then they kind of artif- not artificially, but they kind of tried to de-age it so it peeled a bit and kind oh, of yeah. like, stuff like that. But it's really cool, actually. You, um, there's a video online about how they set it up, and and William von Humburg saying, "Tell me what to say. I will say it now." Okay. It's like, <laughs> quite scary. I think they should have left his original voice in. Apparently, Ivan Reitman uh, wanted something like terrifying for for Vigo the, the Carpe mm-hmm. thing, and he contacted um, uh, uh, Industrial Light Magic, obviously, because uh, George Lucas and stuff company, and they'd done loads of concepts and stuff. Uh, but they said it was too too Conan. <laughs> like two Conan the Barbarian, so he contacted. What's wrong with that? Um, well, it wasn't. They wanted sort of something different, not like. Uh, no, I see what you mean. Because he, he's not like a. Because Conan's like a barbarian kind of yeah, character. Yeah. They wanted like a king of a sort of. <coughs> it's supposed to be 16th century. Um, oh so. yeah, yeah, I get it. Anyway, so he contacted Glenn uh, Etchison, uh, and they he, they kind of worked previously on the Pageant of Masters, um, and then they kind of like developed okay. the characters. Cool. But the reason that I mentioned Peter McNeil doing that voice and stuff, he apparently came up with that weird, you know, and to be honest, that was the worst part of the film. I hate that character. Did they, the director just go, brilliant, brilliant voice, do it now, brilliant. <laughs> and he was just like, oh, and, and he'll stick with that voice for every other film role. 
<laughs> no, he's not in that film. He doesn't do that voice for <laughs> anything else. <laughs> I've seen him in other stuff, and oh. he sounds squeaky. He's squeaky, but he doesn't put on the accent. Oh, I feel like in every film, <laughs> he just... does. <laughs> I feel like that's all I can hear. Is that just me? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that part at the end of this film where they're all, they confront the painting because the ritual's going to be okay, done. And the baby's okay, the baby's okay, the baby's okay. Yeah, the baby's okay. In the all end. Spoiler, but there's spoiler. a part where they get, you know, Dacroid because don't look at the painting, don't look, and then... <laughs> I look at the painting! <laughs> and then he, he gets morphed into that, that weird... It's like a, it's uh, got like a tomato yeah, head. it's really weird. <laughs> it's really odd. Um, but then they consume it and then they obviously destroy it and stuff. But this film had a, a like a really lighter tone compared to the first one. Because mm-hmm. apparently, well, the first one's got loads of sexually in the windows. And oh, yeah. There's that whole scene where it gets... A, yeah, yeah. You know, That's weird. Yeah. Um, I remember watching that when I was younger. I was like, don't what really know what's going that, on? Don't know what's that about. Um, but, and because of the popular, the, the cartoon got really popular. They knew that Ghostbusters was popular. That's when I did that bit at the start, like, who are you going to call? He-Man, He-Man, He-Man at the start. Oh, yeah. And they're doing kids' parties. So they tried to lower the tone. And apparently they tried to make all the characters stop smoking. Oh, you know, they're constantly smoking in the first one. That's just like the 80s. So they tried to stop smoking. And, and, and that's why it's a kind of more, I was going to say kid-friendly, but kidnapping kids and... Being exactly, sucked into yeah. a painting. The best part I like is the tunnel bit, you know, underneath. Oh the, yeah, that's good. Oh, it's the, just creepy, the isn't it? And the kind of yeah. they're fighting each other. He goes, "It's just, it's, it's, it's the goo. It's the ectoplasm." Because originally in the plot, apparently, <gasps> no, in the, the court case is good. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. they got it in the jar, and then the judge keeps shouting, and he's yeah, like, "Don't and shout!" And then he's shouting, "Don't shout!" And then he, like, yeah, that's really good. The, the two brothers, the skull. Oh yeah, the they come out. Yeah. Apparently, that was based on the Blues Brothers. They're supposed to look like the Blues Brothers. Yeah, shouting and, and oh, stuff. God. But and and also the trailer was released without the special effects being done. So if you watch the trailer, <laughs> the someone's been held upside down by nothing because they oh. haven't put, they hadn't put the ghost on <laughs> it. But originally the plot was they were going to find an underground tunnel that led them to Scotland. What? And there was going to be a fairy door and Dana <gasps> was going to go and get her a little bit like Labyrinth, going back oh, and get the baby. Oh, that sounds nice. Stuff. But oh, apparently they wanted to try and keep the sort of the New York setting and stuff. Yeah. But we are getting. Ghostbusters 3, the real Ghostbusters 3. You mean that one with all the kids from well, the ki- Stranger Things? Not all it? the kids from Stranger Things. <laughs> Most of the kids uh, from Stranger Things. Finn Wolfhard, isn't it? Basically, it feels like Stranger Things with Ghostbuster cast. We don't really know what the film is about yet. What, from- we don't really know what the film is about yet, do we? <laughs> it feels like Stranger Things with Ghostbusters. Well, it's got the kid from Stranger Things, is not it? Yeah, but then it's got other kids in it that look like they yeah, should be so in Stranger Yeah, so there's, there's a hint of the old, uh, you know, Ecto-1 kind of hidden in the barn and stuff. But, but I don't think there'll be any haunted paintings in that one. But it's yeah, got it's I, got it's got to be it's got to be better than that terrible Ghostbusters that came but out. It's just going to be kids as Ghostbusters. They tried to do like all women as Ghostbusters, and it didn't matter because it went completely the opposite way. And, and even I'm offended by that film. But now are they <laughs> didn't even do... film it in New York either? And they didn't even. It, basically, it was trash. But uh, now it's just going to be kids as Ghostbusters. Like I don't understand like why they keep trying to. I think it's going to, what they're trying to do. That's what I loved about the first one. The first one kind of explained why there was ghosts around because and why there hadn't been any ghosts beforehand. Yeah. So the, the building was set to be built to kind of bring back the the paranormal stuff like that. And mm. this painting again is a little bit meh, kind mm. of in the second one. So maybe the third one is like because there's none of those paranormal activity things happening. And now it's the Ghostbusters wasn't needed, and then this is like the grandkids of Ghostbusters. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be in it. But I mean, uh, what's his name? Harold Ramis is. Are any of the original people dead. coming back? Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's supposed to be in it, and uh, Bill Murray's supposed to be in it as well. Harold Ramis is dead, and it's done by Ivan Reitman's son, isn't it? He's directing, I think. 
I just don't think they're going to... So it's connected to the original. I just don't think they're going to capture, like, what it was. Basically, because it's not in the, the same time. And I don't know the trailer. That trailer, that two, the, the little yeah. teaser trailer where the camera just panned up and then you saw the car underneath the thing had more yeah, soul yeah, yeah. to it than, yeah, totally. than the um, Ghostbusters. But I don't think they'll ever capture what it was because it was set in a specific time. And yeah, the eighties and, and like yeah. the car- the actors make it really, don't they? If they had rub- terrible without Bill Murray, I mean. Uh, I don't know. As much as I love Bill Murray, I still think the, I think it's the accommodation thing. Ivan Reitman. Because Ivan Reitman's made so many, you know, good films as a producer and, and kind of like a director, mm-hmm. and obviously I think it was just yeah a combination of good people kind yeah. of thing together and stuff. But I hope it's but, good though. But yeah, it is, I'm definitely going to watch it. So. Oh yeah, I just but, think it's like um, I don't know. It sounds really weird. I just want to see like some adult actors in it. Like, <laughs> well, there might they're going to be there's going to be there isn't what's his name uh, Paul Rudd in it. I think Paul Rudd's going to be in it. Is that supposed to make it better? <laughs> <laughs> I think I like Paul Rudd. Not really. It's me. I'm the same in every movie. <laughs> you just did. Hey, it's me. I'm in the same in every movie. Spirit. Anyway, moving on to anyway, uh, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna hate the news about oh, this then. What they're doing so another move, one. So moving on to 1990, The Witches. So uh, based off Roald Dahl's book. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, it's about a young boy who stumbles onto a witch convention, uh, which is filmed at the hotel in in uh, Newquay New in, Key, Cornwall. in Cornwall. And, he's, and he tries to stop him and he gets turned into a mess and stuff like that. So, again, uh, this was a staple watching. A staple watching? Oh, like uh, it, was, it was on my TV constantly and uh, whatever. And so this was actually directed by Nicholas Rogue or Riag? Can you, can you, Rogue? Rogue. And I didn't realise this, but the director who did this directed Don't Look Now and Walk About and Bad Timing. It's like, you know, other really good films. Mm-hmm. And nobody really talks about well, I, I, I certainly wasn't really aware that he'd, you know, the director of Don't Look Now did this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so uh, Roald Dahl obviously wrote the book and he wrote loads of children's books that had sort of like a weird, mm-hmm. macabre kind of tone to it, like people dying, being stuck with oh, their beards to the it. ceiling and stuff. And as if, So anyway, the dark tone of the novel was kind of really sort of toned down to make it more appealing to younger audiences. Now, if it, this was toned down, imagine how terrifying, <laughs> terrifying the, the real one was. But there's loads of there's loads of changes from this. So the grandmother is much brisker. Basically, the end is changed. Uh, the, the the kid was in there. Bruno Jenkins um, yeah. is uh, is more obnoxious and pampered boy, and Luke doesn't get on with him at all. And the endings change. And the endings, he stays a mouse. In the book, he stays a mouse, but and, in the film, the one of the bad witches turns good and. Finds him and then turns him back in. And also, Dubai. one of the parents of the other kids who gets found a mouse, they drown him in the bucket. In the yeah, that's it's, it's a bit weird. But the reason we mention this is because of the painting. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's the painting in 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 there where the girl gets trapped. Yeah, like before the whole the grandmother's talking about witches and how witches. Erica, are, are, isn't it? Think, yeah, yeah, how witches are around and stuff like that, and how one tale of one witch trapped a little girl in a painting but she was her parents didn't know but she was in that painting like forever and she grew up in the painting so you'd see the little girl getting older and older and then one day you'd see her as like an old woman and then one day she looked at the painting and then the woman wasn't there anymore yeah but the dad kind of realises that it, that she's in there because he yeah. stares at it and he sees sees his painting but this is this it's is the horrible. weird thing about this that she lives in because it's like a, a picture of like um like a barn and a wood 
and stuff. So but she's obviously never see it, you never see the picture move. Yeah, you don't see it move. You just see like the the, the girl change. slowly get older and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously she's obviously able to live inside the painting. She's wearing clothes and she's got a house. But not live in the way that we live. Yeah. So is it? Does she? Is she? Can she see? Yeah, because she looks sad. Like she see when she's looking out, she looks. Her face is sad, like that she can't. But then. Like she looks in some of them, she looks like she's getting on with it. I'm just thinking, <laughs> I'm just gonna. But like, that, that go was on one of the, the creepier moments of the story. Yeah, it's, it's it was creepy. Because yeah. the witches kind of steal her, don't they, off the street? If I remember correctly, it's yeah, been a while since watching it. It's not nice. But it's, but in the film, when the witches turn up to the convention, uh, Angelica Houston, who plays the main witch, she taps on one of the paintings, so it's implied um, that there's more children yeah. trapped in other paintings. Oh my god, it's like. horrible. So it's, it's pretty bad, but it's, yeah, it's a great film. If you haven't seen it, yeah, it's good. definitely check it out. They are making a remake, apparently. Um, but who's going to be the Angelica Houston character? Come on, probably be guess, like guess, um, guess. Angelina Jolie or something. No, there's the too, old, too old, too old. Uh, like Jennifer Lawrence or someone. No, somebody you have a, an irrational hate for. It's Anne Hathaway. Book. It's Anne Hathaway. You know what? <laughs> Why put Anne Hathaway? I can, in see, I, can, I can see no, her. Kind of, I can't like, see her in as anything. She just ruined the whole film. Just put it in the bin. <laughs> I thought you liked Anne Hathaway. She's the same in every film. You and said, everyone's like, oh, she's so talented in Les Miserables. But whatever, overacting. I'm too ch- I didn't sing that song, did she? Empty chairs and empty tables. I just feel like some, she's paid someone like to, to big her up. And there's what, more you, talented you're, telling me, you're telling me that Ella Enchanted didn't prove her? Oh, no. <laughs> that was the only film I like. It's terrible. <laughs> I love it because it's stupid. Um, it's terrible. But like, I just no. I just think some people are overrated. I'm sure she's good at some stuff. What the Batman like, films? She wasn't. She wasn't too bad in the Batman. Ones. Really? I'm adaptable. <laughs> I don't um, really. I don't I, really. Devil Wears Prada. Anyone could have played that role. Anyone could have played that. Any every single role. Anyone else could have played it. Um. See, you can't even think now. Oh, Princess Diaries. Not that load of trash. Again, oh, didn't gosh. you like the Princess Doris? No, I didn't like that. I liked Ella Enchanted. Get okay, so this is going on to... This is a great film, but really sort of difficult to watch. 1995, In the Mouth of Madness. Ah! With Sam Neill. Remember? Like do you remember Neil. it? Okay, so... Hang on, I don't remember this film. D- yeah, you do. It's brilliant. Um, directed by oh, John... Oh, this one is crazy at the end. Yeah. John... Oh, yeah, I remember. It spoiled the whole film. Oh, already. sorry! <laughs> Um, so, directed by John Carpenter, um, part of his uh, sort of horror, uh, horror trilogy that he kind of did, and uh, Night Night Five, Sam Neill. Not many people have seen it, and it's it's basically in the film. There's there's a there's an author called uh, Sutter Kane, I think, and it's supposed to be kind of like a Stephen King sort of character, and an insurance investigator played by Sam Neill. Um, he st- sort of notices notices that there's sort of connections between the horror stories being written and, and ha- having an effect and stuff and then he tries to find the the author but then the town doesn't exist where he supposedly is and then oh eventually eventually he finds the town and then he finds him and then yeah like, weird I think stuff it's, it's happens. quite confusing in a good way yeah there's really weird things so john carpenter um it's it's kind of like took inspiration from stephen king's stories hp lovecraft definitely hp lovecraft and like sort of Twilight Zone and um, the search takes uh, Sam Neill as I said to this New Hampshire kind of um, town that doesn't exist um, but there's like little clues of kind of weird stuff happening but one of them is the painting in one of the in the, uh, one of the lobbies of one of the buildings and stuff mm-hmm. there's a weird painting on, on, on the wall and it's a couple kind of standing by a lake oh. 
and they're sort of lovely country setting and they're holding hands but then seconds later the couple turn into something like hideous and it's oh, like mutated nice. and stuff like that and then they're there's like a building appears and it's like weird and creepy and, okay. and stuff but in the film it's about I don't know, at the end as you said the horror author decides to make a, a film and then the film's going to get released and they're kind of Sam Neill's character knows that if the film gets released everybody will just go insane because oh, of the no. madness of whatever the it's up. too mad I don't, I don't want to I don't, you need to watch it to basically just, yeah you need to watch it yeah but it's, it's got um it's really creepy by it. and also Sam Neill is just like excellent I think mm-hmm. he's a really Sam underrated um, actor he see that's an underrated actor but he's the same and Hathaway an overrated actor but that's no, just okay, the I'll, truth I'll, I'll, agree, I'll agree with that don't you think yeah. watch that she's overrated no Sam Neill's underrated no she's overrated because <laughs> she's paid she's, someone she's paid a lot more Sam Neill should be paid them. he should be because am, am I Irish or am I uh, New Zealand? I don't know. I just think people sometimes are popular for popular's sake. Like, I don't understand it. Like, and, oh, I don't know. It's, it just frustrates me. Moving on. <laughs> definitely... <laughs> I mean, in general and in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's tons, if you're a H.B. Lovecraft fan and you haven't seen this film, you definitely should see it. It's, it's pretty good. But 1995, I didn't really find out about it until long after it had been on. And that was because of... Yeah, because you weren't old enough to watch it. No, but I'd seen... I'd, you know, I'd seen Aliens and Alien when I was a kid. And I'd it's seen not really one of those general stuff. films. Yeah. No, but I had Hellraiser and stuff like that. I, I, I knew about those when I was a kid. <laughs> well, did your parents have it? No, but like when you go into the video <laughs> shop... <it> was... <laughs> Hello! Everyone would you like to watch today? Well, my parents had Can I watch kind of... Hellraiser? Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Well, I... They used to let me watch films that I shouldn't have been watching at a certain age. Were well, they like old like, cowboy films that no one really knew? Spaghetti Western. No, it's because back well, on a Sunday night. If you if you look at the ratings of films and stuff, they didn't really come in until you know quite recently. If you think about it, mm. and it's just like this has got rape and murder in it. Make your kids yeah. watch it. It's like Star Wars is a PG. Don't they put and stuff on them now? There's people being chopped up and shot, yeah. and there's burnt bodies in it, and that's supposed to be for kids. And then yeah. other films, Jurassic Park is a PG. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it? like someone gets eaten by a dinosaur. Because <laughs> we were tougher back then. Yeah. Also, they put things on films nowadays that are older that this is inappropriate for this time. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was seen okay then, but it's not okay now. Okay, Just so. To warn you. Jumping ahead to 2016, we have James Wan, The Conjuring 2. Now, do you remember this? You're a fan of The Conjuring films? Is this the one that's connected to Insidious? No. no. Is this the one that's this connected to that doll? That's yeah, Annabelle and all that stuff. Annabelle. And, um, yeah, I quite like these. Yeah, so The Conjuring 2, because uh, it's about the, what's it called, um, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, is that his name? Mm, I don't know. Um, she, so basically, they actually go to North London near where I used to live. Oh, hang on, is this the one with the creepy house? Yeah. The, in so, in um, Enfield. So, oh, yeah, so I used to live right near this, and it was about the girls who apparently, like, the paranormal, like, Oh my god! Be thrown out of the bed. We might do an, an episode on that actually, because there's photographs of them apparently flying across the room and stuff. Mm-hmm. And depends if you believe they're just jumping off the bed or not. Basically, there's one girl that can hear the voices of like a ghost that's yeah, there. It's supposed to be four children um, in a play in a house played oh, by Beast and stuff. But they, it's it's kind of cool. But there's a weird bit in this film because they tried to do loads of spin-offs, didn't they? And mm-hmm. they did do loads of spin-offs. So there's a painting in uh, well, uh, uh, the character who's I think her name's Lorraine Warren. She has a vision of a nut, like a scary nun. Oh my god, Carl! <laughs> and then later, her husband, played by Patrick Wilson, Ed, um, he has a dream about her. And then what does he do? 
he wakes up and paints the painting of oh, the nun. Oh, why would you do that? Silly fool. And then obviously, um, oh, no. she has another vision, but you don't realise it's a vision in the film until then. So. And then the painting kind of comes out of the shadows and you see the nun. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but then the nun got a, a film spin-off, which yeah, was terrible. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't that good either. It was better than the other. I've seen what was worse. the other spin-off? I can't. I can't remember. I, I tried. There's been worse. Because there's the Conjuring. That's it. There's the Conjuring. Conjuring two. There's Annabelle. Annabelle creation, and then Annabelle something else. Yeah. How Annabelle and... was created. How Annabelle. <laughs> How Annabelle went to the shops. Was created. <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle's new dress. Because <laughs> there's that there's that house isn't it, underneath. There was like a seventies flashback one as well where they realised it was this. Oh God. House. The weird thing about, but isn't this connected to the insidious thing? Not insidious, Annabelle. Oh, I get so confused. Insidious is the one with Rose Byrne. Insidious is all the one that has lots of films connected. Isn't it bad? Like, is it weird how they made that film and then spoilers? Then they kill that medium in the first one. Yeah. And then they realised that she was like a popular character. Yeah. And then they were like, "Damn, we killed her, didn't we?" So they did Insidious and then Insidious Two and then Insidious the Lost Key or something. Every time I see them, I'm like, "Oh, wouldn't you just have a vision that you're gonna die and like save yourself or something?" I don't know. Anyway, so the, re- the only reason it's the tenuous connection here that I mentioned it, but it's the painting of the nun comes alive. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like haunted, apparently. But um, the Conjuring films, I think the third one's going to come out eventually, but the Conjuring films are the better ones of the series, I think. I mean, Annabelle, yeah, yeah. Annabelle had some nice moments, but yeah, yeah. it's just that haunted room underneath the house where they keep all the different creepy stuff. You know, it, yeah, they kept her in like... Um... Yeah, but someone room. took her out and all yeah, that yeah, jazz. Yeah, yeah. There was the one film is where they're stuck Classic in the basement mistake. the kids... The kids take the doll out. And remember, yeah. Don't, and it says on the thing, don't take me out of here. Okay, and then so a final film on, um, on here, which is what we watched recently, um, is Velvet Buzz Saw. Netflix uh, released. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Uh, so 2019. So it was directed by Dan Gilroy. And Dan Gilroy had worked with Jack Gyllenhaal in Night Stalker. Was it Night Stalker? Where he's the, the, the cameraman who's filming like murders and stuff oh, and then yeah. eventually starts... Causing them to film them. Oh dear. So, that's a good film. But this film, this film's a, it's supposed to be a satire uh, set in the sort of contemporary world of the art scene in Los Angeles. Uh, um, yeah. And it's about, he's like this gender fluid character, Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, gender fluid character who sort of sleeps with anybody. And then he's sort of like really sort of, he's a critic. He's a art, no, but he's an art critic and he's but supposed like to. like that arty farty kind of bloke. And like whatever he said could, you know, make or break someone's career and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at one point he's sleeping, <clears throat> he's sleeping with his assistant. And then she asks him to uh, bad mouth her ex boyfriends and oh, stuff. Yeah. And he kind of ruins his career and stuff like that. So, but it's supposed to be kind of, uh, I mean, apparently Vanity Fair asked uh, Dan Gilroy what. They want he wanted audiences to take away from because you don't know if it's meant to be a joke like tongue in cheek yeah. or if it's meant to be serious. I or think not. it's supposed to be tongue in cheek. Yeah, and so he he said that he hopes people would look at art in a slightly different way. Anytime you listen to a piece of music or look at a sculpture or a painting, blah blah, and you realise the artist behind it invested time and put their soul oh, into it. Oh, for Christ's sake, serious? No, so. Yeah, so when you really? ba- when you bad mouth him, like it's rubbish, it's rubbish, it's rubbish, you realise that someone's put their entire soul into something, and you've just said it's rubbish in five seconds. I'm not being funny, but if you can't, if you don't want people to watch stuff and give you their true opinion, then don't make things. I don't think it was a good film. There we go. There was so, some entertaining bits. Yeah, so in it, so as we said, we're just, it's about it, an art critic. But anyway, anyway, the art it's about an art critic, but then the art starts killing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah I see what you mean. 
But then people were getting really upset and they got criticised. But then, like, I don't know. We live in a critical No, but world. it's a metaphor. So in the film, yeah, yeah, they, no, they, no. people create pieces of art and then the art Yeah, yeah, them. I get it, I get it. I but, like the meaning behind it, but then I don't think it was executed very well. Yeah, so spoilers, all the principal characters are killed by artworks which they express disdain or contempt for. So uh, Jake Gyllenhaal character is called Morph, and he's killed by someone called Hobo Man, which is like this <laughs> robot homeless man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ugh, trash, whatever. And he's eventually killed it. What's her name? Rennie Russo's in it um, as Redora. And she said that she was in like a, a rubbish punk band called Velvet Buzzsaw, which the films come off. And she's mm-hmm. she has a tattoo on her, which is a hideous ending to the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't spoil it for you. And then... But all those people died because they... Mocked it or... No, it didn't it, respect the time the, and effort. It went yeah, into. but the assistant—it all started because the assistant found loads of a man died upstairs, and then she went into his apartment and found loads of these paintings that he painted. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he was going to burn them all, but mm-hmm. she thought, "Oh, these are good paintings," so she kept them all and she didn't tell anyone. And then yeah, she told she worked for an art whatever, and then they started selling them. But these paintings were obviously haunted in some kind of way, or cursed or whatever, or cursed. And um, that's what kind of like led to all yeah, the and the reason we're mentioning it so because of yeah. the paintings and stuff yeah, but yeah, because he he leaves in his will and he says burn all the paintings and then she keeps it and sells it and stuff and then people are interested in the artist and where it's come from and whatever mm-hmm. and then but yeah, so people in the film uh, get killed right that's apparently when, that's start, apparently when the paranormal because they start happens. benefiting off this stolen artwork yeah. that's cursed yeah that's why they get yeah. killed yeah. basically so. And obviously, this is supposed to be the inspiration for this came from some of the, some of the paintings that we mentioned previously mm-hmm. and stuff. But there's actually there was a real artist uh, who was found. They found him and he he died, and they found his house was just full of paintings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they, but obviously, there's no curse att- attached to that person yes, in, in reality, <laughs> or is there? Yeah. So at the end of the film, the paintings get thrown in the bin, I think, and then. Oh, the homeless people on the street start selling. What was supposed like to the say? people who sell street on the uh, street on the arts, art, art on the street. street people. Yeah, so, yeah. Like so you, you're not a fan. Movement. of You're not a fan of this film. I feel like you've made me feel really bad that I said it's rubbish now, and now I feel really <laughs> bad. Why did you do that to me? Well, I didn't do it. Dan, you like, did it. No, you were like, you can't just call something rubbish, and you made me feel bad about calling. No, that's rubbish. what I quoted Dan. Yeah, but you've made me feel bad about it. Like, he's made me feel bad. Why should I feel bad? Because it was rubbish. <laughs> it's not totally rubbish. I know, I understand the meaning behind it, and but I don't think it was done very well. Do you, do you not think that? I, I, I don't, yeah, I, I think it's, I think something was lost in the editing or something because there, it just wasn't there for me. Yeah. I could see what it was doing, but then I didn't know if it was meant to be serious. And then the way Josephina dies by all the graffiti going on to it. It wasn't just, as sinister as it could have been. Like I think it, it needed to be either like an all-out, satire or a serious yeah. but then again is that is that what the art world is is it supposed to be i don't i don't know how to have so yeah. yeah anyway so <laughs> just um, a couple of uh, animal mentions at the end we mentioned the curse of the crying boy mm-hmm. uh, nick jungleus directed did a sort of what you call a concept mm-hmm. it's not a trailer but it's like a short concept film um in 2019 about a young mother and a baby and then she has a painting of the crying boy and then she hears it and then the baby's gone and then this weird creepy kid appears in the video doesn't really have a story to it because as you said it's just like a, a concept film and he's obviously going to take that to the studios mm-hmm. and stuff you can find it on Vimeo and uh, stuff like that I did try and contact Nick Junglus 
to talk about it, but um, no reply. No. So, um, do you remember that painting in um, the woman? Is it the woman in black? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's like it's like oh, a really b- badly drawn picture of a boy. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> their job, I was just thinking about that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so we might actually get if it, he gets that off uh, and running. Nick Junglis, he did the windmill um, massacre film, which was apparently yeah. okay. I haven't seen it yet, but mm-hmm. he might get it. So we might see the crying curse of the crying boy. That'd be cool. And then the Sun newspaper will probably jump on that, going, "We reported it first, people." Oh, what a word. Put- um, also, the hands resisting, which is the creepy little boy oh. and the doll oh my god what's that um, a concept trailer was made for this oh. this is the one's a little bit I, I'm not sure if it's meant to be serious but in um, <laughs> stupid it, uh, it has like one of the movie trailer voices like oh my god <laughs> a man anyway the, the line I have to mention this because the line at the end is oh, a man okay. a man buys the painting on eBay oh, and his wife's like oh my god why have you bought that and he goes <laughs> what's the worst that could happen obviously the kids come out and start killing people and like- then at the end it goes the, the, the hands resist him be careful what you bid for <laughs> so um, but that was only 2016 no films come out obviously I think he wrote uh, the Harry O or set up he's written a book and then turned it into a Kindle book and he was hoping that the money from the book would help mm-hmm. fund the film but sadly no you so the trailer's what? still out there if you want to go the hands resist him mm-hmm. on YouTube I hope so. like if they make any like cursed painting films in the future that it will be like not an obvious reason like it won't just be i bought this painting and then it killed me i hope it's yeah. like i hope it's like, like a, twist a deeper story or yeah. something like i hope someone goes in the painting that would be cool and they're like ah well, and what, then they have to do something that would be well, cool. that's what i thought was going to happen in velvet buzzsaw because she sees that painting of like a woman and a cat and then later on she sits in the same angle and i thought that was going to be something more subtle but then it didn't do it mm-hmm. um Anyway, so we, we mentioned The Anguish Man earlier as well. Um, that's actually been, the rights have been picked up by La Brea Pictures. Apparently got, uh, got the story rights to it. And the script apparently has already been written by the American Finnish director, uh, T. Ricks. But that, again, is going to be set in England because that's where it's uh, set. But that was in 2016. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything. And probably COVID's probably destroyed uh, any... 2016? It's like ages ago. Yeah. Something ago. else destroyed it before COVID. Yeah. COVID hasn't destroyed everything. So anyway, so uh, moving on <laughs> from that, so this is the part of the show where we go, do you believe? Okay, so we talked about the, the myths, the free paintings and stuff that we mentioned there. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in any of them? The myth. The crying um, boy, the anguish man, the hands that resist him. I definitely don't believe in the whatever the sun says. That's an old rubbish. Okay, so the crying boy. Um, what was the other one? The hands that hands. The hands system. one is probably just a load of rubbish as well, and the one at the end is probably the. It's kind of being peddled by this bloke more because he's getting attention from it. So I don't, I think don't he's, really. He's know. not making like loads of money off it though. But if he knows that it's if it's bad in a way, even if it's just bad to him, then maybe he should just get rid of it. Yeah, but if he gets is it re- worth hanging But what about if to? he can't destroy it? Is he doing I service think, to people by keeping it? I think when people create things, they put their energy into it. Like, whatever they're feeling, they put it in. So it is possible for an object or something yeah. to give off that energy again. Like, we don't fully understand how things attach onto things and how we can put our energy into things and they can mean, like, things are haunted. We don't fully understand it, do we? But, like, I think that is possible. But if something is, is upsetting you, and it doesn't feel yeah, right. I mean, I, I mean, don't, don't hang on to it. If something has a bad feeling, 
Like, all it's going to do is do bad things to you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do is get rid of it so someone else doesn't have it. I think it's... it's to it's, protect it's, yourself. It's, it's kind of weird because it's it's kind of a subjective thing because art affects people in different ways. So yeah, you, yeah. You're going to have a, a painting of a normal hillside and then it might spark a happy memory in you but then it might remind me of something terrible. And, yeah, yeah. And, and then, That's less obvious though. Yeah. But these paintings are more obvious. Well, they would cause a, you upset. It's like when I was a kid, I looked at... Um, the free studies of figures by Francis Bacon, I think it is, and they used to terrify me as a, as a child. Hmm. Um, I look at them now, and I, I think they're just kind of cool, mm-hmm. but they used to really terrify. I remember going to an art gallery and seeing them. They do look a bit weird. They're quite big and quite large and stuff. But is there any particular paintings that scare you? That so I used to go. To, we used to go to um, the Birmingham Art Gallery. Oh, the ones that really. And there scare. used to be a big one of a of an angel and that, and it was just terrible. It was supposed to be an angel and a child, but it looked like an angel with a little hobbit. And mm, yeah, that's not, the ones that scare me are like the old ones that are really dark, and I know they probably weren't that dark yeah, when they were painted. Them, yeah. But like the faces in them, like if they had like quite vacant and and faces in the background of things, and, uh, and those weird ones where the combination of like devils and people, um, like I don't that know, that hidden it, kind of hints. Yeah, those are weird. Well, because um, there's a or that, what's that one? Oh, what's that painting where it's the skull painted perfectly if you look at it from a certain angle? Yeah, it's 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 from a certain perspective. The, the the talent that went into kind of like learning how to do that. But there's um somebody said that recently they think that the Mona Lisa has has another painting underneath it, and it was actually a portrait of another lady, oh. and then they painted the the, re- the other woman on top of it. Oh, maybe. So because someone's done some digital scanning or something like that, so there's like hidden layers of it. Mm. But the thing with the Englishman about having blood in it and stuff, as you said, they detest it. But I don't think he, I don't think Sean Robinson will have any testing or. Well, I couldn't find anything about it. I think if it if it did have blood in it, I think like you never underestimate like the power of, you know, someone's physical so, energy. But that, that's what wasn't that can, involved in Velvet Buzzsaw as well though. They had the blood in the, and they said yeah, the blood was in the yeah. painting. That's that's, yeah. that's why I mentioned. But I never underestimate that. Like I think things, I think objects and paintings, especially paintings, because they're so expressive. Like they're expressing an emotion of. Like we, yeah, but we like, don't hold like someone else's hold. Like, uh, so in a way, it's that emotion. Like it still exists. Like you always said about you put your heart and soul to it. That's physically your heart and soul. Yeah, and soul. But, but everyone like. So looks, do you believe or not? Yeah, I, I believe that things can be haunted and things can carry things with them. Like things can attach onto things and things can feel bad. Like you get a feeling about things. Mm-hmm. But uh, with art, it's all subjective, and people interpret things differently. Yeah. But would you? So, so would you own any of the paintings that we mentioned? Of course, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't have any of them. Yeah. And I don't think you, you should. Like, you should protect yourself, and you know, just get rid of them because it's not worth it, really. What about the painting of the nun? Oh, what about the painting of, of Vigo, Vigo the Carpathian? Is appa- it on fire? Apparently, that's <laughs> just kept in, um, like. Uh, isn't that for just for film though? Yeah, but the, for the film. It's not yeah, but, real, yeah, but it's, though, it's, is it? yeah, but it's a piece of the film, isn't it? You so just put it in it, like. Apparently, it's in the headquarters of the studio. Yeah, that's alright. Uh, apparently, um, there's a smaller one and a larger one, and then any ones you see online are fake, so don't don't buy them. Oh. <laughs> don't buy them, kids. Warning. You heard it here. Yeah, so um, I'm what just going. What do you think? I'm just going to say uh, I wouldn't buy any of them because I get creeped out. Do you believe though? Well, I, I was looking at the hands resist, and I saw the gun. I saw the gun, her holding the gun. I saw when you said gun. I looked at it. And I thought, oh, it looks like a gun, but I didn't. Well, I didn't immediately think gun. I thought like a spray paint can. Yeah, but it was like a 
barrel coming up. Yeah, but again, it's how you yeah. interpret it and what you see. Yeah, and lighting it? and all that stuff. Like, so, so no, I'm going to say we all have like different eyes, and and we, get, you know, we focus on different things. So, what could creep? I think, I think, I think art has power. I think it has more power than you. No, it's it it sparks off your imagination. Yeah. So, like you know, when you're a kid and like you're in the dark. It's immediately if you start thinking about something creepy, that'll creep you out, and then you won't be able to. Okay, so going back to any of the films or TV show that we've mentioned, Ghostbusters uh, Two. <laughs> Seriously, out of all those, you go back to Ghostbusters Two. I, I will always love Ghostbusters. Yeah, I, I want to watch it again. Now. No, I, I wouldn't mind watching Ghostbusters Two again. But watch it now. No. <laughs> we can if you want to, but uh, okay, I'd say go watch the Night Gallery. Oh yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters yeah, 2 yeah, you're yeah. going to watch Ghostbusters 2 at oh, some yeah. point anyway The Witches oh, yeah, is yeah. a classic if you haven't seen it and you should read the book as well yeah In the Mouth of Madness yeah, yeah, yeah. if you definitely haven't seen that Ooh. go and see it this thing, we're all like definitely going to see these yeah. except for like Conjuring 2 <laughs> Conjuring 2 yeah, probably right. not I wouldn't I'd give it a go if it's on I'll maybe watch it but I, oh, I wouldn't I'd watch them on the red uh, Velvet Buzz no don't bother no or you know if, maybe if, give it a go but then just turn it off <laughs> actually give it a go and then tell us what you think actually yeah it, especially about the acting and then obviously we, we're going to look forward to those films that are never going to come out because uh, Curse of the Crying Boy is, I don't think you know what you haven't mentioned in all of this what Doreen Gray that's a scoopy film yeah a scoopy I, film a scoopy film I was, I was thinking about mentioning Doreen Gray is but it haunted it is kind of it's not really a haunted painting is it it's kind of it's a painting it's a painting of himself haunted no but he's no he's haunting it it's not like it's so a, it's a kind of a haunted no painting. it's not haunted it's just he's got a painting that gets older in the attic while he well, stays, stays younger but it's him and then if he sees I suppose so it's, it's an honourable mention it's an honourable mention then okay yeah. but it's not haunted it's just his soul well, it's kind of okay a normal painting would just be a normal <laughs> painting right okay okay but that's not, that's a haunted painting okay is there a definition of a haunted painting here yes okay yeah. so that's a haunted okay yeah, so but the thing is that film wasn't that great though was it Oh no, it was terrible. What's the name? It had um, uh, Colin yeah. Firth. No, it just, there was just something off about Colin it. Colin Firth, wasn't Ben Barnes. That's it, Ben Barnes. Yeah. Who's, I, I, we need Ben Barnes to get a good break because he's been in terrible films, but nothing. There was just something off but, about um, it, wasn't there? Like it didn't feel great. Oh, he was the one in. Um, he looks too clean in it as well. I mean, he's meant to be. He's meant to be a pretty boy. But, I don't think he's but the thing is, Dorian do. Gray also. If we're going to mention this now, I've got to mention the other film, uh, which is a League, <laughs> a League of Extraordinary. That's Gentlemen. great because it's got that dude, um, Sean Connery, in it, doesn't it? Yeah, Sean Connery. Who's great? Well, in it's Dorian Gray, and that is League. It's of great in every film. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen has. Um, he goes, "I'm what are you?" And he goes, "I'm complicated." That's Dorian Gray, isn't it? That's Dorian Gray's character that says that line. He gets there's a big battle, and so he gets shot. Oh, and, yes. yes. Um, 2003 League of Extraordinary Gentlemen came out. Um, but he gets shot and Stuart Townsend played him didn't he and he mm. kind of looks like a, that's why I think for it was because Stuart Townsend played that vampire in that other film mm-hmm. he gets shot and the man stabs him and he goes what what are you and then he goes I'm complicated and I thought that was the coolest line <laughs> well, it's in hard, the film it's hard to no, say thought, oh well I've got a haunted place for myself <laughs> <laughs> upstairs and it's spooky and if I look at it I'll die I thought that, that was it? the coolest line in a rubbish film that I'd seen. So I used to walk around saying all the time, I'm complicated. To be fair, Henry, like it, the line was probably better than it seemed because the whole film wasn't as great as it wanted to be. And also I was probably trashed while watching it. So, <laughs> so uh, 2003 is around the time that I was like kind of college, university, no, college <laughs> university. So Saturday nights 
it literally was right, Saturday like... nights went from Monday to Sunday. So um, I never did that. I never did that. That's the entire point of university. No. Um, anyway, so that was an honourable mention there. But mm-hmm. uh, maybe we could do a special film all about... Sean Connery. How, uh, <laughs> so we're just looking at the poster for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> and they made the word, uh, the words really tiny except for the word league. So it just says league. And then Sean Connery. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> so it just looks like Sean Connery is in a film called League. It's like Sean Connery is amazing, though. And he retired because of that film because it was so bad. <gasps> but why did he do that? It was terrible. And at the end, his, his guns on the sword. The weirdest film. Quarterman. Quarterman. The weirdest film with Sean Connery is that one. He's with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Because <laughs> when you look at how old the age difference between them, it's like cute. Yeah, but it's just not that. It's just like when she's going under the lasers and he looks at the backside. And Oh, and then he's hanging from that building and <laughs> it's obviously not him it's, it's someone else but great anyway so yes we believe Russian. you believe it in, in stuff um, okay. I don't believe yeah. I don't I feel, like no, oh, we've got it we've got it you I believe, don't fully you believe, believe but I believe it's something you believe yeah. in something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You, you believe too okay so if you out there believe in the the, the, the power behind the paintings that we've mentioned or if we believe we're, a strong word though okay. believe what if you if you think that something's going on <laughs> <laughs> If you think that someone's going, car Ghostbusters. Something spooky is going on. If there's something strange with your I hanging... won't believe. It's okay, like, okay. so it's too committed, isn't it, really? I mean, you've got an inkling that it's all. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Ugh, yeah. Anyway, so if you've, if you've had an experience with... <laughs> if you've had an experience with a haunted painting, please call 555. Six nine five five five. Woo! <laughs> nice. uh, if you would like to get in contact with us here at the show, it's uh, heyhofinito at gmail dot com, or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at heyhofinito. If you want to message us about your experience with a haunted painting or any films that you kind of would feel that hear, we've missed out and kind of lost. I yeah. hear people's experiences with haunted paintings. Yeah, we're even just haunted objects yeah. in general. Okay, so I'm if you want to, or if, if any of uh, the information that we've got has been wrong or incorrect today. Please email heyhofinito at gmail.com. Or if you disagree that Anne Hathaway is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) If you really really like Anne Hathaway, uh, please email somebody else. She's probably nice. But, okay. So, um, yes, uh, it's been a a long show. This was supposed to be a short episode. It's it's going on a bit long. I need to eat my potato now. uh, Please follow us on social media. Media? (laughs) (laughs) Nice to meet you on social media. Anyway, see you, see you next time so on Hey Ho Finito. Hey Ho Finito! If you had an experience with a haunted painting, please call 555-695-55. Woo!